hi. Welcome to Earthmakers, Sacred Stories and Queer Spaces. My name is Johanna Baer. My pronouns are she, her, hers. And I'm the grateful creator and host of this podcast. Take a deep breath. Settle in. This story is for you. Today we are continuing our series on Earthmaker's Recovery. Last time we talked about the first seed of recovery, which is story. And today we're talking about the second seed of recovery, which is curiosity. For those of you listening at home or abroad, A reminder that I am a spiritual counselor and I do everything for the podcast on my own. And if you are interested in donating, you can click on the link in the show notes that says support this podcast. You can support us through all kinds of means. But primarily, finances are important to keep the podcast going, to keep it running. And everything we do here at Earthmakers in the podcasting and the counseling and in the recovery work is entirely by donation only. Thank you for considering giving. We open with the Earthmakers prayer. Today we are earthmakers. We make space for other beings as they make space for us. Today we are pain bearers. We accompany other beings in their suffering as other beings accompany us in ours. Today we are life givers. We speak words of kindness and welcome as other beings kindly welcome us. Amen. Earthmaker's recovery is for all people who are recovering from past or present harms and traumas and for anyone experiencing addictions and attachments. Earthmaker's is a storytelling model of psychospirituality and recovery. We believe that all people, regardless of beliefs, non-beliefs, traditions, practices, or lack thereof, are worthy of being present in this space held for them to share their stories safely and without shame or judgment. Let's read the Ten Seeds of Recovery together. 1. Story We made a decision to practice story through telling and hearing in community with other people. Two, curiosity. We confessed our attachment to judgment of ourselves and others, and we made a decision to utilize the skill of curiosity as opposed to judgment. Three, honesty. We made a decision to practice the skill of honesty in all of our relationships, acknowledging that at times, 
Honesty must be tempered with curiosity and compassion. Four, acceptance. We made a decision to practice acceptance of this here and now exactly as it is through various skills and means, letting go of attachments in favor of what is true. Five, accountability. We confess to ourselves, to fellow earth makers, and to the divine that we have done harm to ourselves and others through what we have done and through what we have left undone, and that we desired wellness and to do the least amount of harm as possible in this lifetime. Six, compassion. We acknowledged the suffering of all beings, including our own, and we made a decision to accompany others in their suffering by engaging in the skills and practices associated with empathy and unconditional love. Seven, simplicity. We became aware that certain material, psychobiological, and psychospiritual things in our lives had created disconnection with ourselves, others, and the divine. We practiced the work of removing unnecessary clutter from our lives. Eight, mindfulness. Knowing that there is nothing outside of the present moment, we practice skills that would help ground us in this here and now. Nine, authenticity. We acknowledged that we live this life as we know it only once, and we agreed to engage in practices that would assist us in connecting to our authentic beings, regardless of the opinions and beliefs of others. We also recognize that true authenticity is healthy and helpful, not harmful. 10. Wise Mind We acknowledged that we have a tendency to rely on the impetus of rational mind, thought life, and or emotional mind, feelings, when we have suffered. We chose to pursue the skills of wise mind in order to create and preserve our connection to our authentic being, other beings, and some sense of the divine. Thank you. <clears throat> and now I'm going to read this, the tenets of the second seed of recovery, which is curiosity. And there are se seven, there are seven mm, tenets listed under curiosity. One, human beings are natural judges. We judge our surroundings, experiences, other beings, ourselves, etc. We typically judge these things as good or bad, wrong or right. Judgment is natural and it is not bad or good. It is simply a factor of the human neurological and psychobiological experience. Our default unconscious reaction and tendency is to attach to our judgments and to allow them to guide our experience as opposed to allowing judgment to simply be a tool for discernment. Two, curiosity is the desire to know and learn more than we already know through hearing and observing, as opposed to attaching to judgment. Three, curiosity, much like any other spiritual tool, takes practice to develop. 
For most of us, we confess that curiosity is not as much of a default as judgment. Four, we practice curiosity through active listening and non-judgment, but also through asking inquiring, safe, and loving questions when appropriate. Five, Dr. Marsha Linehan teaches us the skill of non-judgment through dialectical behavioral therapy. It is practiced through shifts in language and noticing of thoughts. Six, attaching to judgment and leading from that place of attachment closes doors to connection with other beings. Engaging with curiosity opens doors and builds bridges of connection. Seven, we also learn to practice engaging with the tool of curiosity when it comes to our authentic beings. We become curious about ourselves. As German theologian and reformer Martin Luther used to ask, was is das, a.k.a. what is this? We ask questions like, who am I? Why did I do and or say that? What is this feeling and why am I experiencing it? When we apply the helpful tool of curiosity toward ourselves, it increases the quality of connection we have with ourselves, other beings, and the divine. We become increasingly gentler with ourselves. I want to invite you wherever you are to close your eyes unless you're driving a vehicle or need to have your eyes open for some reason and sit in a comfortable position with both feet flat on the floor. Take a deep breath in through your nose and hold for four counts before exhaling your mouth through your mouth as if blowing through a straw. Four, three, two, exhale. Let's do that two more times taking a deep breath in through our nose and exhaling as much air as possible out of our mouths as if blowing through a straw. I want to invite you while you're doing that to go ahead and lower your shoulders a little, unclench your jaw, allow your body to be soft, feel the connection of your rump with your seat, your feet planted to the floor like a tree taking root. Hold your palms upward or downward in your lap. And notice for a few moments what stands out to you about curiosity and judgment.
Thank you, everybody. Go ahead and return your attention to the podcast. Since at its foundation, Earthmakers is about sharing and receiving story, curiosity is a vital piece of that experience. In order for story to be a healing transaction, curiosity is a skill that is absolutely topmost in importance. It is our natural inclination, as I was reading earlier, to judge story, to judge the person sharing the story as good or bad, to judge ourselves before sharing a story. Well, I'll never tell anybody this because they'll judge me. And here's the deal, folks. If you think you will ever enter into a community space or into a world that is devoid of judgment, you are wrong. So let's just practice accepting that today. You will never, we will never enter into a space where there is no judgment. We are mammals and we have evolved to judge as a way to discern what is safe and what is unsafe. Sadly, judgment has led us down other paths. Judgment in and of itself, again, just like fear or anger or sadness or grief, is not bad. It is not a bad emotion. It's not a bad impulse. It's not a bad thought or sensation. It simply is. It is neutral. It is a tool used to help us with the process of discernment. It is very helpful when utilized correctly. And as a trans person in the world right now, I can tell you that judgment has kept me safe. But sometimes, as is my tendency, I have attached to judgment and allowed it to guide my experiences without allowing myself to become curious. Judgment immediately makes a decision about what kind of person I am, what kind of person this is, and I put them in a box, and I take that box, and I place it on a shelf, and then they are safely, I am safely in that box, I have decided, and what ends up happening is judgment keeps us stuck. Take a moment and think about the times that you have experienced judgment from others. How has it felt? What has that experience been like for you? It can feel like a dismissal. It can feel like a death warrant. It can feel 
like the axe of the executioner coming down on your neck. Judgment is a guillotine in the spiritual world. It doesn't need to be, though. So we must temper our judgment with curiosity. And not just curiosity about others, but curiosity about ourselves. Recently, a loved one of mine shared an experience with me from their lives. And I was immediately feeling judgment, the sensation of judgment. And that judgment led me to a sense of annoyance and even some anger. Of course, anger is a secondary emotion, which is usually preceded by the primary emotion of fear. I felt judgment as a reaction. I experienced judgment in my body and in my mind because of fear. But in the moment, I really wasn't at liberty to share that. So I kept it inside, bottled up, and just kind of tried to swallow it. Now, (laughs) if you're anything like me, you know, my emotions tend to show on my face. So I'm I'm bad at hiding how I'm feeling. Um, Or at least I'm not very skilled at that. And I guess that's okay. That's fine. Um... So swallowing emotions for me is is difficult. It's very difficult. Uh, it's hard for me. I cannot... I have a hard time not absolutely betraying how I'm actually feeling to the world. <laughs> and... Because I've done a lot of work in therapy and recovery and treatment and in my own spiritual practice, I decided in, I had, and I had to make a conscious decision to engage with the tool, the spiritual tool, the healthy experience of curiosity. So first I, I got home, I was all alone and I was doing some dishes and I noticed that the thoughts of judgment were coming back up in me and I was spiraling a bit. So I started to ask myself, was ist das? What is this? Why am I experiencing icky feelings right now? And I followed the rabbit hole. It was a simple process for me in the moment. Excuse me. I said, I'm feeling icky because I'm judging this story that this person shared with me, which has changed how I view that person. But why am I judging? Where is that judgment coming from? Fear. And the fear 
was about me. It wasn't about them. The fear was, I'm afraid that after hearing this story, that this person is not who I thought they were, and that means that they don't actually care about me in the way that I thought they did. So my fear was actually about not being cared for or being lonely or rejected or abandoned. And that abandonment fear comes from years of abandonment trauma. And then I was, when I got to the bottom and I noticed that this was about my abandonment trauma from childhood, I started to feel like upset and disgusted and despairing about myself, about my own condition. But then I also made a conscious decision to be curious about that as well. And I decided to choose gentleness and compassion toward myself. Of course I had abandonment trauma. My experience of childhood was rife with feelings and sensations of rejection and abandonment. So of course that was still sticking to me. And it literally had nothing to do with my loved one who shared that story with me. It literally had nothing to do with them. (laughs) But my brain was making it all about them. And our brains are magnificent things, magnificent tools and organs. But as I've said on this podcast before, our brains are bullies. And sometimes they lie to us in an effort to keep us safe. Judgment, when we lean into it, when we attach to it too tightly, keeps us stuck. And when I've been judged, I've felt afraid. I felt ashamed. So think about the times that you've judged people without actually taking the time to become curious about them. What if instead you led with curiosity and you remained open? In the show Ted Lasso, which I just think is a marvelous TV series, you can find it on Apple TV Plus, by the way. Jason Sudeikis plays the main character of Ted Lasso, who's kind of like the Mr. Rogers of soccer. (laughs) And he shows up to a bar and he's playing darts with a very arrogant character named Rupert. And Rupert is very arrogant and has a lot of, I don't know, braggadocio about him. And he starts lobbing darts at the target, and challenges Ted to darts. And Ted is kind of humble and sort of goofy. And he stands up 
and picks up some darts, and Rupert is clearly very gifted at darts. So we worry that Ted is going to make an ass of himself in front of Rupert. But Ted is relaxed and seems to have zero fear. And as he starts to throw the darts at the target, he tells a story to Rupert about his father. And he says, my dad used to tell me to be curious instead of judgmental. For example, if you were curious, Rupert, you may have asked me, have you played a lot of darts, Ted? And the answer is yes, I have. I played them every week with my father growing up. And Ted whoops his ass <laughs> at darts. But Ted does not... Even if he is judging Rupert, he doesn't betray that judgment. He remains curious. And that's something that I value about the character of Ted Lasso, is throughout the series, despite the things that he faces, he remains curious about the, even the soccer players that he coaches who hate him, or uh, Rebecca, the owner of the team, who sets him up for failure. And when she confesses what she's done to him, out of a place of curiosity, he remains open. So instead of dismissing her as a cold-hearted bitch with judgment, curiosity has opened him up so much that he's able to just forgive her and move on. And it is profound and it is moving. And part of what makes this sad in a way is that our default is judgment. And so it's not going to give do any good for us to judge our default of judgment, <laughs> right? I judge myself for being so judgy. <laughs> um, and my favorite people to judge are judgy people, right? Uh, John Foreman, the musician, uh, wrote a song called Equally Skilled. And in that song, he sings, I'm equally skilled at judging the judges. And it's what we do, folks. It's natural. So stop fucking judging yourself for being judgy. Rather, practice inviting yourself to become curious about why you react with judgment. And that will allow you to open up more and more and more. I have an orchid sitting on a shelf in my living room and it started to close up a bit while I was away on vacation. And if I were to come back and just judge the orchid based on the fact that it's closed up a bit because it hasn't had enough water or sunshine, I would just throw it away. But if we approach it with curiosity, we can allow, we can water it, we can allow the flower to open up in its own time and in its own way. 
And in that way, it's almost as if the orchid itself is becoming curious about its own existence and about its relationship to me. And in that way, we're caring for each other. And there's such beauty in an orchid. Lean into curiosity, my loves. Lean into curiosity today. That's my invitation to you. Is to practice leaning into curiosity this week. And next week, we will approach the third seed of recovery. Honesty. Honesty.